Hey, it's Craig. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Canadian History X early and ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Canadian History X. If you lived in Canada the past 20-25 years, chances are you've seen a Heritage Minute. If you grew up in the 1990s, chances are you saw a lot of Heritage Minutes. Well, the Heritage Minute has become part of our Canadian culture. You say something like, I need these baskets back, or I smell burnt toast, and a lot of Canadians are going to know exactly what you're talking about. But there's so much more to the history behind these Heritage Minutes. And that's where the Minute Women come into play. Every week, Grace and Linnea look at the stories behind the Heritage Minutes, the history of the people in them, and what you may not know. And I actually found this podcast a few months ago, and honestly, it's one of my favorite podcasts now. I always look forward to listening to it each week, and I always learn something new about Canadian history. And for me, that's something I really enjoy. And I actually had the chance to talk with Grace and Linnea about their podcast and how it came about. So we're going to get to that interview right now. So the first question, what got you guys interested in history? You want me to go first? Do you want to go? Yeah, let's start with like the general answer as to how you got interested in history. Okay, so for me, like I just grew up in a history family. Like my mom is a historian. My dad's always been just like really interested in history. Um, My older brother did history in university, as did I. Um, So for me, like history has just always been like something that's intrigued me and like been part of my life. Going through university, I really fell in love with Canadian history. Um, I think like a lot of students, you go in with like this idea of like what you want to study. And I went in with this idea of like, I want to do like British history, like anything but Canadian history. Because I had this idea that was really boring. (laughs) But then getting into it, you're like, oh, wow, actually our history is super interesting and part of a global story that I don't think we often connect to. So that's that's my answer. So I'm a little bit more uh, Heritage Minute specific. I, I'm not a history buff, really, myself. I'm a, you know, if you take me on your trivia team, I'm like pop culture and sports. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I have always um, been interested in the Canadian Heritage Minutes. There's kind of, there's just something nostalgic about them and something, uh, something very, like, encapsulating of Canada about them and uh I'm always one of those people you know I can quote them uh like I said pop culture when you can turn history into pop culture I'm interested (laughs) (laughs) absolutely how did the two of you meet um we met curling (laughs) in a very Canadian way we met curling we were randomly placed on a curling team together yeah and uh but but we didn't really like I mean we were we curled together, but we weren't really friends until a year later. So we'd already been curling together for a year. And then uh, I was actually waitressing at a restaurant with uh, the producer, uh, with our producer here, um, the actually the creator and owner of BMV Media, um, which is brand new View Media, which is the production company we go through. Uh, and I, you know, I listened to podcasts at that point, but I didn't really know anything about, you know, the production of them. And we were just having a beer after work one day and kind of talking about it. And he was telling me, um, Mark was about some of the things that he wanted to do with his production company. And he was like, yeah, I think it'd be so cool to do something about, um, history or do something funny. Um, and we were just kind of 
talking back and forth. And I was like, you know, like, I know this girl. I know this girl who's, like, a history major at SMU. Like, she never stops talking about it. Like, she really seems to like history. And she's, like, kind of funny. I was like, I, like, you two should, like, talk. Like, you should, like, figure this out. She might be really good at this. Uh, so, so, yeah, but, yeah. like, later in the week, she comes to me at the curling club. She's like, hey, I know this guy. It's Mark from the podcast company. Have you ever considered starting a podcast? And on the outside, I was like, oh, yeah, that's, like, super cool. It's a really great idea. And on the <laughs> inside, I was like, this is my moment. <laughs> like, this is yeah. what I've always wanted. I have to play it cool. So, like, within a week, I had, like, yeah. a formal written a proposal. proposal. Like, this I is what I even, want. I have a vision. Yeah, and <laughs> I hadn't even talk to Mark about it again at that point. And Grace shows up the next week at curling and she's like, so I have a written proposal. And I was like, oh, okay. And also you're uh, co-hosting. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, talk by myself. Yeah. Like you'll, you'll be the co-host. And I was like, ah, so then she and Mark and I kind of talked and they were like, oh, like you're funny. Like it'll be fun. Like it'll be like comedic relief. Like you'll just say things. You'll be the audience and you'll uh, ask those questions that the audience is asking at home. Yeah, uh, and so Minute Women was born. Uh, and once we, once Grace had brought up doing it on um, Heritage Minutes, I was sold. Like I was so in. <laughs> that was something I knew about. Uh, I knew enough to not feel like a total idiot about stuff. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and so it just we started kind of making a plan and talking about it, and recorded a couple episodes and. Uh, we released three right off the bat in February, and really lucky, we had some coverage from uh, CBC, which I had like told my mom that I was doing a podcast, and she's like, mm, "That's nice." And then I was like, "Oh, mom, like, there's an article about us in the CBC," and she was like, oh. "The CBC? She's like the CBC?" And I was like, "Yeah, mom." So like that's when I became kind of like legitimate to my to my mom. At least. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that's kind of how it, that's kind of how it happened. That's kind of how it started. So wh why the interest for both of you in Heritage Minutes? Uh, what kind of, what, what, what attracts you to, to the minutes themselves? Uh, I think like beyond the nostalgia of them, mm -hmm. I do genuinely believe, and it's the reason that like when I was trying to come up with a, with a topic for the podcast, I was like, I think they are the most universally accepted piece of Canadian history mm -hmm. that people have access to. Yeah. I can't really name a book off the top of my head that the general Canadian public would point to and say like, oh, that's, that's a piece of Canadian history that we all read in school right. and we all looked at. Like, I think Canadian history, especially in the school system, is usually broken down regionally, yeah. um, which is understandable and there's merits to that. But Canadian Heritage Minutes beyond just how iconic they are mm -hmm. and how, you know, everybody can quote one, an episode yeah. or like everybody has a favorite one. I do think that when we think about our identity as Canadians and like we think about yeah. what makes us Canadian, um, Heritage Minutes tend to be a thing that people think of, like it's authentically Canadian. It's not something a foreigner is going to point out and say is a Canadian stereotype, but every Canadian would say it. Type of exactly mm -hmm. and I think I think for me um I think for me one of the biggest draws kind of the reason that it's heritage that heritage minutes are so interesting uh is because Grace and I we, we kind of grew up in that late 90s like we were born in that mid to late 90s era where 
um, growing up, we didn't have iPads or computers in front of us and we weren't, you know, we had TVs in our homes and Grace and I both grew up without having like standard cable. Like we yeah. just had the three <laughs> television channels and, uh, and the Heritage Minutes were on all of those channels. They were the first viral videos. Uh, yeah, they were really the first viral video. And so it's like, you know, that was whatever TV was on, I was seeing Heritage Minutes. Um, mm -hmm. They were that commercial that would come on and, you know, we would quote them. And some of them are, as we discuss on our podcast, some of them are uh, a little bit less tasteful as the years have gone <laughs> on. And sometimes those ones are a little bit funny. And so, so those uh, are the ones I look forward to doing. Like yeah. Getting to talk about them. And yeah. Be like, it's like, this is why it's important that we address <laughs> some of the questionable yeah. things that were put mm -hmm. into Heritage Minutes or like even Heritage Minutes that were made that mm -hmm. I like if I had if I had to guess probably wouldn't get made today. exactly mm -hmm. and we talk a lot about that too but uh yeah there's just something just nostalgic and just so pure and Canadian <laughs> about the Heritage Minutes that uh yeah that really um really kind of spoke to us and made us and made us want to yeah do a podcast about them and I think it says a lot that they're still being made like, yeah yeah that's true. there were clearly phases where they weren't in production as frequently but I think yeah. it says a lot that they still make the effort to make a handful every year like that's how full up they are yeah mm -hmm. um yeah so yeah you kind of touch on it uh you know, when you think of 90s culture, uh, especially for people who grew up in it, it's it's Body Break, House yeah. Hippo, and the Heritage <laughs> Minutes. Oh, yeah. Oh, are things we can all remember, all. yeah. <laughs> uh, why do you think yeah. the Heritage Minute is such a part of our culture? Because if you say, you know, I smell burnt toast to a Canadian, they're going to know oh, yeah. immediately what you're talking about. So uh, oh, 100%. Why, why do you think it, it's become such a part of our culture that so many people identify with it? I think one part is just how frequently they were aired. So mm -hmm. as part of Canadian airtime, if like, if you, you have so much content that you have to show as a Canadian broadcast. And so if you're showing like 30 heritage minutes a day, you know, that equals getting to show a half an hour show mm -hmm. from an American network that people are really excited about. So I think part of it is just how bombarded people were <laughs> with <Yeah>. heritage minutes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I think there is something like they pull on your heartstrings. They, they, they ask you to be proud of your country. And, you know, sometimes that's a little questionable, but other times I look at them, like I look at the Halifax explosion oh, heritage yeah. minute and I look at like the bravery of, of Vince Coleman and yeah. I'm like, that makes me proud. It like makes me tear up. I, yeah. I feel a genuine sense of connection to it. So despite all the like flops and fails of some of them, and some of them are quite funny, um, yeah. there's other ones where I'm just like, oh yeah, this does make me proud to be Canadian. Like the Mona Parsons one. Oh, yeah. um, mm -hmm. She's like a Nova Scotian. She, mm -hmm. she fights like for her life basically in the Second World War just mm -hmm. because she was trying to save allied down yeah. pilots. And so like watching that one and seeing her reunite with like Nova Scotian oh, yeah. Highlanders fighting in the liberation of Holland, like that just like gets me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And we we discuss on the podcast a lot as well, like as as those kind of kids of the '90s when, like you said, it was you were watching Body Break with Al Johnson and Joanne McLeod, and you were looking at the host hippo <laughs> and uh, the uh, the nature. Um, Hinterland. Yeah. Yeah. All of those, uh, all of those things were sequent, like all of those things 
kind of fit together as that kind of Canadian television, like the TV, the concerned children's advertising, like get that cat off my head. <laughs> but the ones that, you know, your parents were watching and could, you know, some of the events, like, you know, my parents could tell me about like this happening or them learning about this. They're like, Oh, like your grandparents were there when this happened or like, you know, it, it kind of brought it really to home. Whereas a kid, a lot of the stuff we were watching on TV and the stuff you were reading about in news media you were seeing was not proportionally Canadian. And so these were moments that were just completely 100% about the country that you live in. And I think it's also reflected by just like the dearth of Canadian history in our media. Mm -hmm. Like there are books, but when I try to think of like TV shows, I think of like Little House on the Prairie and that's yeah. like, about it in terms of like historical fiction. Um, yeah. uh, like Jacob Tutu. Jacob Tutu. Um, <laughs> like there's not a lot of, like there was, it's kind of like an underdog. Did, did you know the Big Comfy Couch is Canadian? Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> that's an excellent show. <laughs> Make a heritage about that. Yeah, right? I love that show. So good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I think there's such like Canada is so close to the US and like yeah. US has Hollywood and you just like, mm. see them just pour their history into their media and you know pros and cons to that of course but yeah. I think in Canada there is like a longing for that in some way and Heritage Minutes was like an accessible quick and readily uh, like made antidote yeah it yeah. was a uh, yeah to to all of the things you're seeing it scratches that states. itch yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure for sure we can't make a full-blown movie that everyone's gonna want to go watch but uh we can definitely give you 60 seconds of uh the food or something. of yeah of <laughs> and sometimes quite dramatic interpretations of Canadian history yeah <laughs> we uh we just did yeah. the, like, we just got done recording the Saudi mm -hmm. Heritage Minute, so, like, the mm -hmm. Saudi House is About the, and, and, and as soon as Barry said it, I was like, yeah, it's like, we were talking about, it's like, dramatic, like, hymnal choir singing while this, like, man is lugging yeah. things of Saudi, this woman, like, almost has a baby, For like, some reason. Right. very dramatic, yeah. no one knows why, but, yeah, and, all of Canada's suffering, according <laughs> to Heritage Minutes, is accompanied by Gregorian chants. Yeah. Like, that is the sound of Canadian struggle. Or a C chord, <laughs> soft yeah. houses. Yeah, you, know? uh, yeah, you kind of touched on that with uh, that episode. I think it was the Saguenay Fire where it kind of made it mm. seem like that family was the only family that survived this entire yeah. fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, oh no, basically everyone survived. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so there's dozens of minutes. Uh, how do you choose, like, which one you guys are going to do next? So, as we stay in the episodes, I honestly don't know what the episode is before we record it. I come in totally blind. Uh, so, <laughs> I don't know what the episode is. I haven't done any predetermined research on it, which is, if you've listened to some of our earlier episodes, how the story segment came about. Because uh, <laughs> I had my mother get very angry at me one day because I apparently, like, didn't remember... Uh, when I was like four years old that I had met <laughs> the people at the Hudson's Bay Gallery. Um, but uh, the Hudson's or the Houston. Houston. Yeah. The Houston's, yeah. Houston North Gallery. Um, sorry. But uh, but yeah, so we have a story segment. So I, because I don't know. And I actually know some things. But when you're listening to Let someone else, smart. when you're listening to someone else tell you 
about something. I sometimes get like super enthralled with Grace and I just like, I'm just so excited to be weird. But I just soak it up <laughs> and I try to be funny every now and then. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. So really it's just up to me. Like yeah. sometimes it's whim. I'm um, not going to lie. Sometimes I'm like, I know this episode will be easy to write. Like I'll have a lot of easy to access information about mm -hmm. it. So that's why I'm picking it. Um, but yeah. then there's definitely other times where we know that there's something happening in the world right yeah. now that we feel like a heritage minute could address in some way. So after the Black Lives Matter movement, we took a week off and then um, we came back with an episode about Viola Desmond, which while she's not the only civil rights activist that a heritage minute is about it's definitely the most like forward about right. you know this is a person who faced racial injustice in this country uh, based on similar principles of jim crow though not yeah. explicitly jim crow laws um and how she dealt with it and the legacy of that trial so yeah. sometimes it's about addressing current situations other times you know like when we started we're like oh first episode we're gonna do first practice yeah. Well. well, I didn't say uh, that. She well, I said that. that. <laughs> <laughs> the collective we over there. Yeah, the, the royal we. Oh. <laughs> um, but other times it's just like, I feel like doing this yeah. one. Or like, I know Linnea will like this one. Yeah. This she says that before we start recording, she's always like, well, I think you're going to like this one. Or, oh, this is going to be really heavy. Yeah. Um, before we did off the Andy, Andy Minarski, she was like, this is going to be really It's going to be sad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we have like a pep talk beforehand. I'm like, she this tells me it's gonna get rough. Yeah, it's gonna get sad, <laughs> and it's gonna get worse. And I need you to stick with me through this. <laughs> but uh, and, and I mean, obviously, there's also there is a limited catalog, so there are heritage minutes that I mean, I mean, I'm speaking for Grace a little here, but we know they're really good ones, and so yeah. we're obviously not going to snatch all the really good ones out first. Um, it is important that there's kind of like a little bit of you know spacing, spacing in between. Mm -hmm ones that we're really excited to do and that she knows I'm going to be really excited to do. And then ones that we, I mean, we've been able to make most of them quite interesting and funny. So yeah, there's definitely <laughs> times where I like go into an episode, like we just did the Saudi one. Yeah. And did I think that was going to be funny? No. It's, <laughs> we had a hilarious time. We had a great time. It's, it's funny because <laughs> like those ones that I go in, not with low expectations, yeah. but just like, you know, it's when I set out to write it, I don't think it's going to be particularly funny in yeah. any way so I'm just mm -hmm. relying on Linnea a lot to ask yeah. really good questions that we can yeah. build upon and, and find funny tangents I mean I um, had fairly low expectations to be honest about the John A. McDonald one and that's the first one we did and that was great we yeah, came yeah. up the gate strong <laughs> <laughs> if I do say so myself we were <laughs> If the if the Heritage Minutes debuted today, do you think they'd still have the same effect on Canadians versus say back in the nineties when well for me growing up I had peasant vision, so I, I had three channels and <laughs> one of them was yeah. CBC and it was always Heritage Minutes. But you know, now yeah. with Netflix and everything, <laughs> do you think it would still yeah. have the same effect uh, uh, in terms of nostalgia and being part of our culture? Uh, I would I would say like the easy answer is if it was done exactly like they were done, the same heritage minutes we saw then, I would say no. Mm. Uh, I don't think so. I think that there is definitely, I mean, like we said, there are new heritage minutes coming out. They're planning actually to unroll, to roll up quite a few more. Yeah, they like want to have a dozen 100 more. by the end of 2021. So yeah. that means making at least 10 over the next. At least, yeah, 10 yeah. more and a half. Um, so I mean, there's definite, there are definitely still moments, and we've talked a lot about, um, 
moments in history and individuals in history that we think should be heritage minutes. So we think that the material is there, um, but it's definitely a different world now. And even I'm starting to feel like I've, I'm aging out of, <laughs> of the technological impotence in the world. Um, I have an 11 year old sister and I'm constantly reminded um, that I am 26 and, and much less hip than I once was. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I feel really lucky that we have them in our generation. I think that it was, uh, yeah, like I, I thoroughly enjoy them. And now we have this awesome opportunity, which is a little bit of like a throwback, a little bit nostalgic. There, there has been no one out of like my friends and family, oops, sorry, that I have told like that I'm doing a podcast or like and I'm like on heritage minutes and they're like oh I smell burnt toast or is this normal or like you know like they always can quote it and say something even my nana um she thinks that <laughs> she actually funny story um so we're the minute women like minute men like it's a little play on like yeah. history and like I don't know these things grace does um but uh <laughs> but I know them now because grace is a great teacher uh, but my grandmother, I'm, I'm quite short and Grace is too, but my grandmother hasn't met her, but I'm, I'm like five feet, a little bit less maybe. And my grandmother thought it was minute women. The minute women. And she's like, oh, it's like Grace little like you. And she's <laughs> small too. And I was like, she's like normal height. Why? And she's like, well, the minute women. The minute. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Nana, 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 Nana. No. Yeah. <laughs> I think if, I think if I had to be optimistic about like, cause I think in some ways, when not everybody's watching TV, obviously, in the same way that they used to. Um, I do think about like YouTube, you get like a commercial mm -hmm. or yeah. you watch mm -hmm. a YouTube video now. I do think in some ways they're almost like designed for an internet brain because they're only a minute. Like let me, let me take 60 seconds of your time. Let me take yeah. an Instagram video length exactly. of your time. The ones you can't skip by. Those YouTube commercials. The ones you can't skip, the ones you can't avoid. They're bound to pick up something. You they're know? perfect mm -hmm. for that. And I so. do think that I, so I only know them as nostalgia. I was, I was born in 1996. Like I only remember them as being old kind of like they're yeah. kind of yeah. out of date by the time that I was watching a lot of those early ones. Yeah. So I don't know what it was like when they rolled out. I don't know if they came off as kind of out of date when they were made <laughs> or if they were like fresh, like cinema when they were produced. Um, yeah. So, cause I look at the newer heritage minutes and they obviously get to build upon the legacy of heritage mm -hmm. minutes. And you definitely feel mm -hmm. like there's some weight to them now. Yeah. Like if we're going to make a heritage minute. There's got to be a good reason to make it. Like they've got to be a qualified candidate yes. to deserve a heritage minute. Exactly. Um, and so, it was interesting talking to Julian Riching, who we had on the Winnie the Pooh episode, um, who he's in Halifax right now. We're hoping to catch up with him. Yeah. Um, because we haven't met him in person. We just did a phone. Um, we just did a phone chat with him for the episode. But um, he talks about when he did it. Um, so they were, it was a commercial production company and he got there and they filmed like, well, they filmed two, he's in two and they filmed them like that day. Like yeah. they just, it was like, he just got up that morning. He went there. He like filmed two here in these minutes. He didn't even really know hundred percent what they were going to, well, the second one, he didn't really know what it was going to be about because it's the John Cabot one. So like, mm -hmm. he didn't know he was, who was he? He was the king? He was Henry the seventh. Oh yeah. He was Henry the seventh. So he's like, I don't know. I'm Henry the seventh today. Um, yeah, and so he kind of talks about how it was at the beginning, because those are a couple of the first ones. Um, and so he talks about 
he told us like a little bit about like what that was like um, being part of something. And then when we talked to um, Theo, when we talked to Theodore, uh, he talked about how it was like super intense, like the audition process, like he was Jim Egan in the Jim Egan episode. And he talked about how the audition process was rigorous. Like he didn't know if he was going to get it. Like he had callbacks and just like how it changed over 20 years is mm-hmm. just shows how much they've meant to people and how, well, I mean the budget increased. So obviously they're doing something <laughs> right now. So I think that really says something about how important they are to people. They want to be done well. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your favorite minute? I feel like I've answered this differently every time someone's asked. Yeah. Um, but I, I do really love um, the Montreal Expo 67 yeah. one. Uh, for some reason, it's in black and white. They're just like, yeah. no one knows. You know, the past is black and white. <laughs> and it's just two guys in the boardwalk, and they're talking about how, you know, where are they going to put the world exposition or expo and they just decide, like, they've just done the subway so they can take all that land and they can build an island for the expo, which I think is definitely, like, a hangover one. Like, I know mm-hmm. for the people, like, this was, like, that epic moment in mm-hmm. Canadian history. Yeah. And it is, it, I think it maybe it is in terms of, like, introducing Canada to the modern world, kind yeah. of, that, that we know today. But yeah. uh, I love, I just love the quote of, like, we're going to take it from here. I think mine, I think my answer also always changes depending (laughs) on how I'm feeling, but I think a, just a classic is is the health ethics episode with Vince Coleman. It's just, it's a great episode. It hits close to home. And I don't think it's too biased to say that it is a very well done minute. Yeah. It's very Um, succinct. It knows what it is. It knows what it's about. Yeah. There's no weird, like hymnal choir in the background. There's no like, there's no like sketchy, like chase scene, like in the Lord. Very straightforward. What's mm-hmm. um, your favorite heritage video? Yeah. Do you have a favorite? Um, I, uh, I like the Viking one. It's kind of like a low budget one. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Pretty bare bones. And if you... It's I, funny because I, it, I always confuse it with a Newfoundland tourism commercial. Yes, always. <laughs> There's a Newfoundland tourism commercial that was always on air at around the same time. Mm-hmm. And, and it's children about. running through Lost on Meadows. And then they like peek around the corner and they're like, it's like, uh, they... they the yeah. settlers here have been gone for hundreds of years. And then she like turns around and it's like, where are they? And then, yeah. And then that's it. That's like, Newfoundland. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's ghosts. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, um, so, so that one. But uh, I, I liked uh, the Jackie Robinson one that you guys just did an episode on. Oh, yeah. Recently. That's a great so, one. That's yeah, a great one. one yeah, that one was very sweet. It was definitely one that I was like, oh, I have faith in humanity a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So great. I also love uh, the school teacher one just because as a young girl, like, I thought that was so badass when he was like, he was like, oh, no, I can't read a word. And then she's like, like well, I, I can read them all. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just thought, I just thought, like, as a kid, I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> uh, but no, my favorite would be the help. Yeah. Um, what's the response been like? I have one episode I listened to, um, the Jacques Plant one. You mentioned that you got yeah. a, it was like the first time you got kind of an angry email. Oh, but, yeah. but overall, yeah, I forgot about that. He overall has, has it been back good and changed it from a one-star review to a three-star review yeah so, so he didn't like he called listened. out <laughs> nice <laughs> but the funniest part about that one is that that's really our only like harsh negative review that we've gotten and i mean i yeah. think i think that's also because we're not i mean i feel like if we were way more popular we'd have way more 
like reviews that were a little <laughs> bit more negative. We're not we're not quite you know celebrities yet, but uh, yes. but I will say that that was so funny because that review. He listened to the entire podcast, like the things <laughs> that he was, was commenting. He listened to the whole episode, like just the comments he was making. It's like you didn't just stop after you disliked it. Like he listened through the whole thing. Like you maybe doubled the back. Like you raised listen <laughs> to tell us how bad it was. But uh, um, yeah, I mean, like for the for the most part, it's been like overwhelmingly positive, yeah. and mm. people have been really sweet, and they're very like oh, willing so to share great. their stories about like what they love about Heritage Minutes, which yeah, is really cool. We had this amazing listener um, get back to us. He had recently moved here from where? Do you know where they moved here from? I don't know. And he told us that he could tell his Canadian friends he could sound like he knew what he Oh, yeah. yeah. I think he was Iranian or something. Yeah. And he had just moved here. And he was just like, I have something to like talk about like Canadian friends with. Yeah. Like, I listen to this Canadian <laughs> podcast. Like, yes, yeah. like, oh, we're also, I don't know, Grace and I were just, I don't know if it's modesty or like we're just, we don't take compliments well. Like, we don't <laughs> like hearing, like, on the Very episodes, awkward. like, we say nice things to each other and it comes across as like really forced and awkward because we just, <laughs> each of us are like looking at the other, like, oh my god, so. Um, and so, anytime we hear, stuff. it is it's a maritime thing, anytime <laughs> we hear positive feedback, we actually like cry. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. we, we're very touched by any feedback that we get. Um, even if someone just like likes our Instagram posts, like I get excited. Um, <laughs> and I don't like that's pretty mindless. But uh, yeah, it's definitely been a really rewarding opportunity. Um, we've been really lucky. Like I said, we had a great CBC article written um, by a local writer, Haley Ryan. Uh, we were interviewed and in the um, candidate issue of the Globe and Mail, which was pretty, cool. was pretty cool. They don't yeah. even, you can't even get the Globe and Mail here in Halifax. Um, <laughs> so that was pretty in cool. In most places. Yeah, I actually, uh, an aunt in Toronto mailed the, the that section back to me because I couldn't <laughs> get it here. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah. and and that was really great. That, I thought, so when we got interviewed by the Globe and Mail, I thought that that wasn't real. Like this guy direct messaged Grace or was it the podcast? Yeah, it was, no, it was on Twitter. Like, he just DM'd yeah. me, and he was just like, hey, do you want to be in Globe Mail tomorrow? I was like, and yeah, sure. Like, tomorrow. And Grace was like, okay. <laughs> sure. And, like, answered his questions, and, like, a picture. Sure enough. Yeah. And apparently, we were, like, <laughs> we were compared to Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Which, in print, we are compared to Kawhi Leonard pretty <laughs> cool. In something. So I was like, hey, You're this, like, this guy's great. Look, Ma, I made it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think in general, yeah, like, in general, it's been really positive, and, like, I think the, the genre of a history comedy podcast is pretty well established. So I, yeah. for the most part, like we've had that one guy who like expected this to be really, really serious and was disappointed that it wasn't. Yeah. But for the for the most part, people are like they come for the comedy and we hope that they walk away with like some nugget of knowledge. Like yeah. I think that's generally been the what we advertise. And so that's the expectation people have coming in. And yeah. you know, if they're like blown away with the history or if they're blown away with the comedy like either or like we're just happy yeah to and as far as listenership goes we're getting very close to 10,000 subscribers yeah. so we're very excited about that but uh yeah like I said just the fact that people actually listen um to each episode just blows my mind like I don't <laughs> I don't believe it like I 
I only like two weeks ago, like don't call Mark, but only like two weeks ago did I, I didn't know that I could set it so it automatically downloaded. Oh. <laughs> so then I'd like have to go through like every, and I'd forget, it'd be like, oh my God, I'm the worst, and like download our new episode. Um, but uh, yeah, just the fact that people listen and like care enough to, <laughs> to follow along with us is just so overwhelming and so cool. We're also very rambly. We apologize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's an Mark excellent podcast. Every week. Oh, poor yeah. Mark. He is, Mark is the behind the scenes. Um, he can <laughs> take a two hour recording and make it a succinct like one hour. <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. We've had some rough recordings. The cutting has, room floor is full. <laughs> yeah, he has other podcasts. It's just full of minutes. <laughs> Um, if, uh, is there an event or a person that you'd like to see a Heritage Minute about that isn't, uh, isn't out there yet? Oh, okay. So I have a bit of a, I have a bit of a, <laughs> so Historica Canada is aware that we have this podcast. We had conversations with them when we started before we had even released. Um, they weren't interested in kind of partnering, but they are aware that we exist and, um, just wanted to make sure that we don't say anything too slanderous. Um, just that we keep it kind of closer. calling you out. Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they, they're aware. We got in, not hot water, but they did, um, a representative of Historic Canada talked to us after we did the first global, um, the first CBC article and was like, oh, you should have told us. Um, whatever. But I think they follow the Instagram that I do. I think they follow our social media because I posted who I thought there should be a heritage minute about, which is um, which is my buddy uh, George Orton, who is yes so cool, so amazing, so kind, so sweet, just athletic and a poet and amazing. And they just recently released like um, this whole thing this whole thing him. about him on like on like their social media and stuff, and I was like. I said this months ago. <laughs> I've been a fan for a while now. Um, the least thing you can do is give me some credit, but uh, I yeah. don't know. But that is who I think he would be a great. I think he would be a great, great heritage minute. Um, I think he's an awesome guy. Very cool. A absolutely. Cool. Uh, he's a, he'd be a great uh, heritage minute for sure. Very cool. For I sure. think that he would be great. Yeah. yeah, and he's just—he just seems like a really sweet human. We—it's when we did the episode on Dr. Penfield. Um, Grace and I have a big old crush on. He's Dr. my Penfield. yeah. He's my heritage minute. Like, <laughs> have you looked at I, him I when love... he was in his twenties? <laughs> when 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 Wilfred Penfield was a young man, <laughs> he was very. Let attractive. me tell you, and that's you know not that I think that makes it him. A, a morally a better person but he it just makes me more interesting brilliant and he was also super athletic he played football mm. anyways <laughs> anyway um i for me i think the heritage minute that i would like to see made there's a lot um it's for me it's like more of an interesting like thing to think about like why certain ones weren't made like yeah. for me it's really interesting that they chose to do marconi but not alexander graham bell because mm -hmm. a lot of like you would have the same red flags on both of them like they're not born in canada they don't mm -hmm. become full-time residents of canada after their inventions but like you know like alexander graham bell doesn't go on to be a huge fascist whereas yeah. marconi does so <laughs> it's like no, to there's me, that. It's just an interesting <laughs> choice um so also being a cape bretoner like Alexander Graham Bell, that's where his vacation home was. Like, we, yeah. we like talking about him a lot. So I thought that he would have one. 
Um, it's not the like he didn't would be know like, Marconi or wasn't alive at the around, around they, the same They time ran Marconi in the same circles. Space. They knew each other. Literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same circle. Um, and then also, like, Tommy Douglas. I, I mm-hmm. think, Jen, I'm pretty sure when they did the survey of, like, the greatest Canadian, Tommy Douglas was either, like, first or second. Yeah. Like, he's pretty oh. well recognized as, like, oh, the is- founder of our public health system. Mm-hmm. And I think that is something that a lot of Canadians identify with as being, like, this is what makes us distinct from countries like the United States or Britain. Like we just have a fully public healthcare system. Um, and it's something that Canadians are proud of. So Tommy Douglas would be one that I'm surprised that they don't have made. And I'd like to see one made about him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just checking. There's, um, oh, I forget his name. I'm so disappointed in myself. Uh, because I, I covered him in one of my little like Instagram posts. What is his name? He uh, he was the person to break the color barrier in the NHL. Uh, Willie oh, Willie O'Ree. Willie, yeah, Willie, yeah, Willie O'Ree. Um, I think that would be. I mean, if you're looking at a target audience, um, Canadians love hockey, and uh, Canadians also seem to really love the Boston Bruins, which is who he uh, who he started for. East and, Coasters, you know, anyway. East Coast. Yeah, that's true. That's a generalization. We like. I am from Nova Scotia, and Nova Scotians <laughs> really just have this effect, like infatuation with Boston. Halifax explosion, you know, like we Boston. feel very indebted. Yeah. Um. Yeah. A lot of people moved to Boston too. So yeah. So I think that he would be really important. I think that that is something that is lacking, which I hope that obviously though that's history. Like we talk about that in our podcast a lot. Like history, in fact, is not all about white people. That's just all you hear about. Um, so, so I think it would be, um, really important to have more, um, um, biracial indigenous or um, black indigenous people of color, um, covered in hair. Absolutely. And, uh, just the last question, what's the ultimate goal of the, of the podcast? Kind of the, what do you hope uh, you accomplish with it? Would you like it taught in schools? Well, uh, oh no. no, we want to meet Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> That's our jokey. Yeah. yeah. Like our five-year goal for this is we meet Pierce Brosnan because he is in the gray author. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's right. So that's, that's really it. Like, I think, I think we try to stay very present minded with the mm-hmm. podcast. Like for both of us, you know, it's, podcasting isn't our career necessarily mm-hmm. like I'm going on to do a PhD in history Linnea has like an incredible career working with different like local organizations and charities and stuff so for us it's like it is it we like that it's kind of like our hobby place yeah mm-hmm. um that being said like we would love to have like merch and we would love to do live yeah. shows and meet people and like yeah. connecting with people I think is kind of like the broad yeah. goal of the podcast, just like meeting and yeah. connecting with like-minded people has we, always been. And I mean, exciting. As for most people, COVID nineteen kind of threw a wrench into everyone's plans. Yeah. We had really hoped to uh, do a live show this summer and potentially one this fall, but just with uh, how things have been going, it doesn't look like that's going to happen as soon as we would have liked. But mm-hmm. we're not in any rush. Yeah, um, <laughs> we yeah. always like we're like if someday we could make some money. That, that would, would be, be great. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> we are we are super lucky to have Mark take us yeah. on. We're one of the BNV original podcasts, so we are um, so indebted to to him, and I'm um, just so thankful for his support. He can't even hear me right now. I'm talking about how great he is. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> usually only say that stuff when he's sitting. <laughs> nah, he's uh, he's pretty awesome. He's our stage dad. Yeah, he's a, been a huge support and very, yeah, has definitely made us feel like we're doing something that's like we know what real. We're doing. Like we know what we're doing. Like this is like we're actually hosts of a podcast. Like that's still so great. <laughs> and uh, where can people find the podcast and Instagram and Twitter and all of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, <laughs> we have Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Facebook. And on Facebook and Instagram, we are at um, Minute Women Podcast. And then uh, at Twitter, we are at The Minute Women. And then we also have a really beautiful website um, that is really nice with pictures of our faces and more information about us and all of the episodes. And when we do have things like merchandise or live shows, that's where you'll be able to find all the information for that and um, things up and coming for us. Yeah. Um, if at some point we have like something like a schedule, um, <laughs> that, would be, that would be where that would be. Like yeah. we're like sought after people. Um, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, and that's at www.minutewomenpodcast.ca. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you can also find all the sources for the episodes there. So like any of the sources yeah. I use in the mm-hmm. research, they would get posted there. So if you want to learn more, if you want to fact check me, that's yeah. where you can go. <laughs> uh, and then obviously we're on uh, pretty much everywhere you listen to podcasts. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play. We're on iHeartRadio. Um, and then, yeah, just off the websites. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Grace and Linnea of The Minute Women. And if you did please leave a rating and review. You can reach me at craig at canadaehx.ca. You can visit my website where you'll find hundreds of articles on Canada's history as well as all my podcast episodes. Just go to canadaehx.ca. And again, you can support the podcast if you like. Just go to Patreon. It's patreon.com slash canadaehx. Just like all of these wonderful patrons have. Aaron O'Hara, Robert Dunseith, Todd Casey, Catherine Roa, Luke S., Vic Hedges, J.P. Bear. Jason Hall, Phil Maynard, Spencer M., and Iris Gray. And of course, subscribe to Minute Women, available on all podcast platforms. Thanks, and we'll see you again next time.